All right, all right, all right. Week 11. That was a fun week. I had fun uh, getting a win. I'm up to, I doubled my win total this week. Yeah. That was a blast. Yeah, congratulations. You that was doubled, so much yeah, fun. I don't yeah. know fantasy football could be this much fun. I'm just, <sighs> I, and you know what's even better? Knowing that all I have to do is beat Reason to the playoffs one more time, and I won't have to wear the pajamas. I own him. I own Seth. Yeah. Do you know what the sad part about your win this week is? What's it's that? the fact that I cannot say with a straight face. <laughs> I cannot say with a straight face that your playoff chances are absolutely gone. Can you believe that? They are gone. No, they're not. They are gone. No, they're not. Look, waiver wire warrior sitting at two and nine. Dude, you're gonna be doing that new math. I'm. I'm not finishing last. It's a little box, and, and you oh, count the tens, yep, yep. and then you count the ones separately. Yeah, man. yeah. That I don't doesn't know what work. That, that's that's called Obama math. I'm telling okay, you, that's what it is. A new hope has got it locked up, and I can't catch him. Okay, well, oh, sure. Well, you never. Okay, well, fine. I guess with five wins, that. Yeah. No, you're. No, you're right. But and still, waiver wire warrior, let me down. Listen. I let myself down this week too. So you know, now that a new now that a new hope has five wins, it probably is it probably is a little more difficult for you to get in the playoffs because if you can only get four wins, then I guess you're kind of if you can only get four wins, then I guess you're kind of stuck where you are. So if yeah. you're just shooting for making sure and beating Breeze to the playoffs a third time in a row, no, that's my new goal. The rest yeah. of this season is not about me; it's about Breezing to the playoffs. You're going to give yourself that name, that moniker. Yeah, I have to take you down. And I did, because <laughs> you're breezing nowhere. You're going into the the toilet bowl, and then I'm gonna flush you. Three losses, and they're all coming to me. Those are my only three wins. Are gonna be against Seth, and I'm gonna put the the rookie in his place. No, hey, you know what? More power to you. And I think breezing to the playoffs is the only one now that has a shot to get that sixth seed. So it's either him or a new hope. And after losing to you, it ain't looking so hot. Seth is better be trying for that six seed. That's that's his only <laughs> chance because he knows what happens when he meets me. Right. I really. I guess I really don't have. I guess I really don't have a lot of room to talk because I mean I I lost. And if anybody would have told me that Tube Socks would have put up 194 points, I would have said I'm going to win this week. Nope. I ended up losing. So. I'm getting sick and tired of tube socks, man. Me too. If I, he, I am going to give him a piece of my mind. You know what? And Okay, so he's first in, first in the AFC overall, and now he's first in the league overall still. This is it's just ridiculous. You know what? I'm tired of tube socks too. He's so arrogant. Uh, yeah, he is. What can I say? He's Anyways. so annoying winning and being in first place. and just uh, It just drives me nuts. It drives I, me nuts. So... You know why it drives me nuts? Because I'm not there. That's why it drives me nuts. Hey, how about we get into some of these Week 11 matchups, what do you say? Coming up. All right. Let's get into this because I have to give credit where credit is due. And I've been ragging on this guy's team a little bit on and off for the year. I've been saying that he is he's kind of like some sort of, some sort of sorcerer or magician for holding on to the sixth spot. But you got it. Like I said, you got to give credit where credit is due. Let's give it up for the highest score of the week, A New Hope. Putting in with 236.7 points over Waiver Wire Warrior. It's the brother matchup. Uh, brother matchup. Uh, not in, how do you say it? Rivalry week? I can't even say it. Anyways, it's the brother matchup that took place outside of Rivalry week. And A New Hope dominates Waiver Wire Warrior 236.7 to 174.05. That keeps new A New Hope in the playoffs in the sixth spot. And, man, it makes it a lot tougher for anyone to take that away from him. He's going to have to lose out the rest of his games, and Breeze into the playoffs is going to have to win the rest of his. So props to A New Hope for being able to do that. Um, that I mean, yeah, I don't know what to say. The guy the guy is, he's got it. He's, he's got, got it locked in. He's got it locked in, absolutely. And another guy who's got it locked in, whose team is looking stronger as he goes along, the second highest scorer of the week with 232 points, bench warmers over Abusement Park. Now, now bench warmers has that has that 232 points. That was he was the second highest score of the week. But I'm impressed with his team. His team seems like it's getting stronger as he goes along and goes into the playoffs. The only thing now that hurts him is that Marlon Mack. The injuries, yes. Yeah, that's terrible. I am so glad I traded that guy. I know. Well, hey, and you got a good return for him too. But yeah, I went from a fourth round pick up to a second round pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the one, but on the flip side, Abusement Park. He, loses he only scores 172 points he stays in that fifth in that fifth seed that fifth slot for the playoffs but it drops him to six and five 
So if Abusement Park loses the rest of his games, Breeze into the playoffs still has a chance to catch him as well. So it's still, it's kind of still that three-person race there for the playoffs, but that was a Abusement Park has a tough schedule coming up, and A New Hope has a tough schedule coming up. So it's going to make it really interesting going down. Did you see down. what Benchwarmers was saying to me? What was he saying? I'm, I'm telling him I'm the upset king. He can't be looking forward to next week because he's got to face me. Yeah. And he's just like nonchalant, doesn't care. It's like you got to, you could still worry about your placement in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's just celebrating because he's in the playoffs. Yeah. Like he's never been there before. What? I think we should probably ask him about that sometime. What do you think? Yeah. All right. Third highest scorer of the week. Uh, this is no surprise here and something both of us thought uh, was going to happen. Vakas takes out Street Sweeper with a score of 214.85 to 170.25. Now, that's right. Tube Socks is next. Right. So, so uh, Vakas stays in that second overall spot in the league but first in the nfc now bench warmers is only one game behind him and this also drops street sweeper now to two and nine but in 10th place in last place. in last say it in, again in last yes place. so who is not technically in last right now i'm not finishing last that's right i'm not finishing last is sitting in ninth place now why is you that gotta important? have goals you gotta have goals but think about <laughs> this that that really hurts the 10th seat is in a tough spot because they have to play the person that just missed the playoffs in the pajama bowl and that's going to be a really tough game to win so staying out of that 10th seat is vitally important <clears throat> but uh the the race between bench warmers and bacchus is going to be interesting down the line too and we can talk about that more later but uh congrats to da for pulling out the win obviously and getting over 200 points now we had two winners this week that did not score over 200 points the fourth highest scorer of the week Number one overall and number one in the AFC with a 9-2 record. Tube Sox over office linebacker. Both of these teams, I was disappointed in my performance. I think Tube Sox was disappointed in his performance. Both of these teams underperformed. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, if you would have told me that Tube Sox would have scored under 200 points, I would have almost guaranteed that I was Overrated. Yeah, overrated. All right. Overrated. Now, see, what hurt me was Patrick Mahomes had a terrible game. Yeah, it was kind of annoying. It was weird, and so it totally took my chances out of beating him. But, hey, that's what he gets. And with that win, I see a really hard time of Like, nobody played good that Monday night. No, they didn't, except for Austin Eckler. Yeah. But with that win and knowing that there's no matchup between myself and Tube Sox for the rest of the year, I see it hard for Tube Sox to get out of that number one overall seed and out of first in the AFC. So I think he has that locked up. The matchup that I'm looking at the most is the Vakas and Benchwarmers matchup in yes. week 13. Absolutely. And then the last winner, uh, the last winner we saved, obviously the best for last. Yes. Let's hear it with a whopping score of 153.9. <laughs> I'm not finishing last beats breeze into the playoffs with a score of 135.6. Let's hear it. You're not going anywhere in the playoffs. You're out. Now how, you got knocked out. Imagine this. Let's all close our eyes and go to and go to our imaginary place right now. And imagine being Seth and looking at the score and seeing that the only two wins for a guy whose team name is literally I'm not finishing last. <laughs> His only two wins are against you. I'm surprised that he's not out shopping for a new phone because he threw he didn't throw his into a wall. I would have done that, but hey, you know what? You got to get your wins where you can, and you're out of last place. So, if if anything, you're doing what you need to do, right? You know, this might be a byproduct of coming clean before God. And all right, I should stop that. Yeah, let's not get into that. Let's, anyways, guys, those are your week eleven <laughs> matchups. Um, it was a really interesting week. Thanks to everybody who came out for uh, Monday Night Football. That was a lot of fun. I hope that uh, I hope that those, these last couple weeks uh, main, maintain kind of interest and competitiveness. I know these last two games have a lot of meaning for playoff implications, and I'm really excited to see how that turns out. What, what, is what was that? that? Is somebody knocking at the door? What? Hold what? On. Hold on, I'll go look. Hang on. I hear, I hear entrance music. What's going on? What are you doing here? Hey, what's up, guy? What's up? Dude, Tube Socks. What's up, man? Tube Socks. I was just saying how wonderful your team is. Yeah, we just talking. Hey, Cody, why don't you get up out of that seat and let me sit where you're sitting? Oh, come uh, on. Come on. I'm going to take over where you left off last year. Oh, I like this. Go ahead. Let me sit down right here in the old commission spot. The second place guy is saying you're in my seat to the champion. Wow. Wow. I can't believe this. Hey, you know what? 
funny that you showed up. We were just talking about how awesome your team was doing, how we were real proud of you for being in first this year. Instead hey, of thanks, second. guys. Yeah, it was really awesome. Appreciate uh, that. Yeah, you're, hey, you're welcome. You know, we tried to lift everyone up on the podcast. You bet. Mm. Anyway. Hey, hey uh, I want to say thanks for flying me out here, guys. That was nice of you. Yeah, you're welcome. See, <laughs> yeah. I don't know we had that in the, the uh, league budget, but thank you. You're welcome. Now everyone knows why we delayed the podcast. So your flight got delayed last night. You know, we wanted to make sure we got you uh, some, an extra special first class first class seat for our first first class player, was it right? was it philip rivers supposed to send those to you and he must have sent it to the wrong I wrong receiver Tyron Matthew wrong address yeah, yeah yeah somebody somebody intercepted that before he was able to get it mm. tube sock welcome into the to the podcast live in studio thank you, you. i just want to say it's a little more star warsy in here than i was thinking for a that's good, but I just a lot more Star Wars in here than I was expecting. Oh, but it's all good. Well, that's because we record the Star Wars podcast on Thursdays. Oh, on yeah, Thursday yeah. night. Right. <laughs> hey, I, just, I did just watch that uh, that Disney series. Yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah, that's pretty good. Was it pretty oh, good? Mandalorian. Hey, no, sweet. Hey, it's hey, awesome. Listen, little baby Yoda. No, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Stop. <laughs> stop. People haven't listened and watched that yet. Okay, listen here. If since you're in first place now and you Thank commandeered, you, you. you commandeered place, yeah. the the commission seat, you want to uh, you want to help us out with our interview this this week? Sure, yeah. Who we calling? All right, I don't know. Let's give him a call. It's a surprise. Oh man, you're messing me up with the with the, uh, the audible here. Well, I got two different songs to play. Which one do <laughs> I pick? I don't, know. I don't know. Hey, you can get the Trevor. I don't think he uh, he gets enough respect around here. All right, coming up. Oh Lord, guitar. Perfect in every way. I can't wait to look in the mirror. I get better looking. 911, state your emergency. We have an emergency. We we found somebody who doesn't belong in the playoffs. He's <laughs> he's in the playoffs and, and something must be wrong. He, he needs help. Hey, hey, it's not nice to talk about DA like that. <laughs> Dude, hey, what? Well, listen. I, I want to start off the podcast by saying this, and absolutely mean this 100%. I wanted to have you on. This is the gigantic congratulations for making the playoffs the first time ever. You are in a great position in the playoffs. Your team is trending upwards, right? You've got the third seed overall. How does it feel? Let us how, let us know how it feels. You know, um, <clears throat> you would think that I would be um, – just filled with joy and, and um, you know, hardly be able to contain myself. But honestly, this was the expectation coming into the season. I feel like I am uh, just checking off a box on, on what I expected and planned to do after uh, the last two rough years of rebuilding my team. You know, um, I'm proud of making the playoffs, but honestly, I'm more proud of going from bronze a gold level in the Yahoo status for my uh, managerial skills in one season. So, tooting my own horn there, toot toot. Yeah, I'm doing something similar with that. Just just opposite. Yeah, great point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, so, if you could say anything to Tube Socks about being at first, what would you say? Well, I have lots of friends. It doesn't matter what you have to say, Trevor. This is Tube Socks here in the commission seat. You shut your mouth while I'm talking, okay? Hey, listen. Hey, wait, listen. You listen. Hey, no, you listen here. You have a big week coming up right now. I know you're going to be a little nervous this weekend. You have a very big weekend coming up. You are playing I'm Not Finishing Last. I, Do you understand? I have other priorities. Oh, right now. Oh, that's Ooh. it. That's Ooh, it. this man. <laughs> Giving me something to play for. That's that's all I need. Yeah, you're not worried about, about I'm not finishing last. That's what I hear. I think hey, I think he'll hey, look good know, in sixth place. Um the the thing I, I really have to say to you too, Doc, is the most important thing to remember about being in first place. Okay. You 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 won some like championships in the past, you know. Uh, you you've you've came in second a lot. You've been at the top tier. Well, so has Tom Brady for a long time, right? And the only thing holding him up is his defense. And I think he's going to get exposed in the playoffs. And I think you're going to get exposed in the playoffs too. So just because you're the oldest man 
um, at the top right now. You know, you're the, the, the old guy. You're almost Philip Rivers-esque, you know, oh, towards the end ooh, of you your fantasy you football Rivers. career. You still got some talent, and you're still at the top in the, in the regular season. But all that, all that ranking, all that stuff goes out the window when you have to start playing real teams in the playoffs. So that's all I got to say. Okay, I got you. I'll remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <is> good. <laughs> good comeback. Yeah. 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 This is... <laughs> All right, Trevor. Okay, so why got it? I want to talk about your Week 12 matchup. Of course you're playing. I'm not finishing last. Right now, I'm looking at the Yahoo projections. Right now, you're only favored to win by four points. On a scale of one to ten, what is your confidence level that you're actually going to win this week? Um, my... Um... Honestly, on a scale of one to ten, my confidence level is about a uh, seven, seven or an eight. Um, this week has been kind of uh, uh, a rough week for me so far. Kind of, kind of starting catching the injury bug a little late. Um, the losing Marlon Mack is is going to be rough on me. Um, and you know, Devonta Freeman, horrible team. Horrible status right now as far as whether he's going to play, if he's going to produce at all or anything like that. So my, my, my running back depth has kind of lost a little bit. but And then I have uh, uh, some, some big producers like Tyreek Hill, Kyler Murray, both out on buys. Um, but still, I'm confident my team always, always overproduces their projections. So I'm, I'm not worried about it. Um, uh-huh. You know, if if I'm not finishing last uh, wins this week, all I'm doing is help him prove his team name. You know, I've, I've secured <laughs> my spot in the playoffs. I'm more concerned about week 13 and what it's going to – the preview for the playoffs. That's what I'm concerned about is week 13 and our preview for the playoffs. Right. Hey, wait. So, oh, Did you say that your team always, always, always outperforms what they're supposed to do? Almost always, always, Because what always. were you projected to win this, <laughs> this season? Anybody remember that off the top of their head? No, yeah, I'm talking weekly projected points. Oh, point. weekly, not not for the season. Mm. I got you. <clears throat> yeah, no, projected points. So, yeah. Trev, let me interject and ask you this. And, uh, because I think it's going to uh, – it's going to – the matchup uh, – Vakas, week 13, thank you. The matchup in week 13 between Vakas is going to be – probably the most important matchup for you this year. And I want to give you a couple reasons why. So this week you're playing, I'm not finishing last, which we can agree you have a better team, even though you're only projected to win by a couple more points, you you definitely need to win and you need to score as many points as you can because Vakas in week 12 is playing waiver wire warrior. I would suspect that he would be able to pull out a win there too. So should you go into week 13 in your matchup with Vakas? and you are one game back of him, if you can beat him and tie him, do you have any idea right now, before these last two games are played, what your point difference is without looking? Um, I, I want to say it's, it's relatively close. It's only like, I want to say a 30-point difference or something like that. You, you and Vakas are separated by 22 points right now. So... If you that's it, it's only the twenty-two point difference. So mm-hmm. between this week's matchup, if you can win, and if Vakas wins, then you would go into uh, you would you need to score as many points as you can this week, and then you would have to go into next week and be able to pull out a win and outscore him. But you're only separated by twenty-two points, so the division is still completely up for grabs. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Um. I think just with a two division league, um, winning the division isn't required. You know, if if this is you know if if we were in a situation where there was four divisions, two wild card spots, you know, and and you had to win your division in order to pretty much secure a playoff spot, then I think the division plays more into it. But like I said, you know, I've clinched a playoff spot. Um, all I need is my guys to get healthy, you know, Tyreek's hamstring to, to come through, Devontae to get healthy, um, and and my guys to produce in the playoffs. And 
if my guys are producing, honestly, I don't think it matters who I play in the playoffs or what seed I come in at or, you know, um, a first-round bye would be nice. But I think I can pull off a win against almost anybody uh, in the playoffs right now. I mean, and my, and my score last week I think showed that. I like the one thing I think you got going for you, uh, Dak Prescott on a Thursday night. Buffalo, the road team always plays awful on Thursday night. And he's got Russell Wilson playing Minnesota. Now, that's Monday Night Football, so who knows what could happen there. But I like Dak Prescott, which on Thursday night, I think that's, I think you're going to win that matchup against Russell Wilson. Um, other Everything else, I mean, you never know what's going to happen with Tyreek Hill especially and, and just – but but looking at the matchups, I think that you have a shot. I know he's got Chris McCaffrey and Kamara, and and I mean, man, he's got a stacked lineup. But the at one position for sure, I think Russell Wilson could could put up a, a low number, and Dak Prescott could make the difference for you. So so I'll give and, you that much. I like that matchup. Uh, is is Lockett still hurt? Uh, he's questionable, um, but I, I expect he'll be back. Yeah. But I'm I I like it's I Monday like, Night Football. Lockett's gonna play. Yeah, I I like Dak Prescott over Russell Wilson, and I know that everybody kind of questions why I didn't go after Russell Wilson when I had the opportunity, and I, and I went after Dak instead. But I like Dak's options better. Like I like Gallup. I like the way he's playing. He's putting up really good numbers. You know, Russell Wilson's got some good options and some good targets and everything, but, you know, Josh Gordon's brand new to the team. I picked him up just as a kind of, hey, if, if I get in a situation where I need to play him and and kind of steal some points from um, uh, anytime Seattle catches the ball or, you know, stores or something if it's Josh Gordon cool. But I just – I like the way that Dallas is going right now. De- and I yeah, think, definitely. I think Dak's really going to produce, you know. The the narrative I saw recently in an article was uh, Dak Prescott. They're they're actually limiting Ezekiel Elliott to try to get Dak Prescott more numbers for an MVP candidate, just to get his name in the race, just to get more publicity for the Cowboys. I don't know that he's going to win MVP. Hey, it's also a contract year for Dak though, too. Yeah, it, I mean they, so that's why he wants to get some. There money. you go. So uh, contract year, and I think they're they're actually focusing on him. They're actually putting it on. Dak Prescott to give him the opportunities to do it. So, and, and the I don't know if y'all watched the game last week or not. Um, you could just see it. I mean, Zeke was not a huge impact player this last week. I mean, he had some good plays, some good runs, and he he uh, caught a decent uh, decent number of uh, string passes. But it was really it was all focused on the passing game. And uh, one of the things I thought the announcers said that that really stuck with me is Dallas's idea of a balanced offense is staying with whoever's hot and whoever's producing. So sure. as long as Dak keeps producing, they're going to stay with them and they consider that a good balanced offense. So Hey, Trevor, I got a I got a question for you. You ready for it? I'm ready. All right. So let's let's take a step back here. So I believe if my if my intel is correct here, this is your first time making the playoffs. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we've been playing, a lot of us have been playing for a lot of years here. Do you do you know what you're doing differently this year? Because I kind of have an idea of what you're doing differently, but I kind of want to know if, if you, did you take a step back and actually try to change your game plan up for this season? Or because it's working. I mean, it's definitely working. But do you know what you're doing differently that you're willing to talk about? Um, that honestly, I'm not, I'm not doing a whole lot differently than I have in the past. Um, one of the things that has hurt me in the past, um, has been going after, uh, really high projected players, you know, um, and, and focusing in on getting some really star names on my team, um, like the last two years. And, and and the reason I say I've never made the playoffs is I had to create a new Yahoo account. Um, so I don't remember or have any data on any of the other teams I've been in outside of the League of Extraordinary That's, that's convenient. <laughs> I would do the same thing. Yeah. If I were you. Um, 
but like my first two years, my, my big producer that I got year one, I was expecting great things. So I think it was year one was David Johnson. Boom. He got hurt. You know, I, I got Devonta Freeman and I'm like, okay, boom, this guy's going to be my workhorse, be the center of my team that I can build around. And that fell through. He got hurt without the rest of the season. And so I've always been playing this, trying to find that core center of my team. And I, I took that mindset again this year and started to really build my team around uh, Zeke. And what could I do with Zeke? And then once I had that good solid core of people that I, I built around Zeke, that's when I sold Zeke to try to secure a little bit for my future once I had that team built up. Um, I think a lot of the trades I made last year and a lot of the setup I did pre-draft in order to get those picks um, really aided me in, in doing that build. But I think the only major thing I've done different is focus a little more on a good quality core running back. Um, I don't know. That's That's the only thing I think I could – this year, this year especially, running back was big. This year, uh, I thought wide receiver has been the the highest scoring position in the league for the last three years. Not this year. Yeah. So yeah. So Trevor, just just outsider looking in here at your team from what I can remember from before you had to reset your Yahoo account. Um, I'm looking at the uh, the whole league right now, and we're looking at moves down the line here. Um, Tube Sox, 21, Office Linebacker, 38, Abusement Park, 29. That seems a little low, doesn't it? I thought that would have been a little bit. A little bit yeah, well, they, they were all in one week. They were all, yeah, so. that was all two days worth of <laughs> trade. Right yeah. um, Dylan, 63, I think he's probably the winner on that one. No doubt. But, but he came in, he was the one that came in and had to. Yeah, he said like, he didn't like his players. I mean, he had good players, but he, if you don't players. like the players, <laughs> yeah, That's I understand like, that. I think even, I think even Trevor, you said it, you just don't like Russell Wilson, right? Is that what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I, I don't like Russell Wilson. Yeah, so that's I, I think we can all understand that we just don't like certain players and you don't want them on your own team. So like Philip Rivers. Hey, he's a nice guy. <laughs> all right, so what I'm looking at is you only had 20 moves so far this year. I would go on record saying that I don't think you've ever had a season having 20 moves or less at this time of the year. I think uh, that that's true. That's that's a hundred percent true to a certain extent because those moves are waiver wire moves. I have done less and less off the waiver wire, and especially with the implementation of being able to trade draft picks. And by far, that is the one thing that I like about this league more than any other league that I've ever played in, because every other league that I've played in, or every other you know time I've played fantasy football. It's it's very difficult to actually trade players in a fair manner to where um, or to take advantage of a trade and come out on top because you're usually having to give away two or three good pieces to get two or three good pieces um, or giving away a really good piece for a flyer. Um, the, the ability to trade draft picks has enabled me, I think, to focus less on waiver wire pickups and actually be able to trade capital that draft capital for impact players that I can use immediately as opposed to sitting there at three o'clock in the morning waiting to see who drops who and try to pick them <laughs> up real quick. You know, I know like you you listen to the podcast, you, you you wait, you stay up late, and then you end up falling asleep <laughs> when you didn't want to. It's like, oh man, did I get it? Oh, I didn't. So now you're then you hit the players that you can get for free. All right, now you got to scramble first thing in the morning on Wednesday, right? It's like this guy, this guy, this guy before everybody else gets up. Yeah, it, um, my thing uh, that I think is different is less focus on waiver wire, but an increased focus on trades. Um, hey, either way, I like what you've done with your team this year. I like seeing you in the playoffs because. It's just better that I mean I wish everybody would be where we are at right now in the in the top. I think it's kind of crazy. I've never seen a league where it's kind of like the top half versus the bottom half because I mean we can all see it right now. It's it's exception of it's the haves Dylan. and the haves nots. Yeah, Dylan who's been staying steady right at six. That's I've never seen that either. That's pretty crazy too. But 
I, I agree. I think you're doing good with your team, and I like what I'm seeing. So good job. Well, thank you. Um, just remember that when I beat you, that, that you, you <laughs> said I was doing good with my team, and you thanked me. So. <laughs> yeah, sure. No problem. Well, I'm still calling you out. I still think I'm, I got a message for you. And you, music lover. You're next. Don't interrupt. I have two guns. <laughs> one for each of you. All right, you'll get that later. Okay. All right. Anything else you want to say to us, Trevor? We're going to let you go here in a few seconds. Nope. I got to get back to homework and, and picking out songs and stuff for the big day. For the big but, weekend coming up. Yep. Maybe, right. maybe that's your guys. lucky charm. Maybe Probably. everything else in your life is going to start happening just the way you want it now. Maybe you don't even check your lineup on Saturday night. Maybe you just let it ride. Let let Jenny set it for you. <laughs> hey, that's been the strategy I wasn't willing to talk about. She's ran my that's team probably, that's the key. <laughs> She's been setting his lineup. Uh, all right, Trevor, we'll let you get right. out of here. Have a good one. All right, later. All right, that was fun, guys. That was It's very interesting seeing this side of the old podcast. Right, right, right. It's kind of fun being here with these top-ranking guys. I'm just going to groove here a little bit well, with I mean, these some of uptown top-ranking players. Yeah. Some of us top-ranking players. I was looking at the historical information as you were talking about in leagues past, and it was funny to see now. He, we Here we have, uh, I'm not finishing last, playing bench warmers in a year where bench warmers is competing for a division championship a division title whereas in week nine of last year think about this just in week nine of last year the largest margin of victory in our league of all time was accomplished when zeke and ye shall find daniel beat bench warmers by 168 points there's teams that didn't even score 168 points this week so bench warmers has literally gone from zero to hero in a year so his turnaround has been dare i say incredible yeah congratulations uh he's doing great with all of my picks that i gave him yeah, in the yeah. Of the year. and i'm interested to see how he does in the playoffs but uh uh tube socks is there something that you want to talk about from a uh, chat that you saw uh earlier in the week uh when we were talking about maybe potentially how we pick up free agents or uh, waiver wire stuff oh yeah yeah so i uh i got a pretty good laugh at it and i had to text cody on the side because I didn't want to say anything to make anybody upset, but... But now I'm going to tell the whole now, podcast. Yeah, just so you can hear it in my voice. So um, it was the discussion about the uh, how the waivers were working and how that happens. So just so you guys know, the waivers have to happen, just like in the NFL, just like in other leagues, anywhere. Waivers have to happen because without waivers, all that shady stuff that happens at 3 o'clock in the morning where I, if, you don't, if I don't have a waiver, I say, hey, Cody, I'm going to drop to Sean Watson at three o'clock in the morning, you pick him up at three o one, and we call it a day. What yeah. I don't, what I don't like, bucks. <laughs> what I don't like about the rule, why you need waivers, is because if I'm at church not watching games and somebody else is at home and they see somebody get hurt and now you know uh, uh, Minshew is the new starting quarterback, I'm gonna be the first one to pick him up. It, it takes the, it, it gives an advantage to people who happen to get there first instead of giving the the right uh waiver wire uh authority to whoever has the highest waiver wire ranking has the first shot at picking up then the change that happens week to week if if, if a star running back goes down the back the backup has a great game and is projected to be the start of the rest of the season it shouldn't just be first come first serve that's why the waiver wire has to happen yeah it's it's a necessity and I don't think there's any really discussion of actually giving it up because that's how leagues fall apart. One thing that I was looking at, though, if you look at the actual waiver order right now, it's Tube Socks at the one priority. Let's see here. Who's got two? Bacots with number two priority. And it looks like Street Sweeper with number three. I'm not sure Yeah. If, how, how, what he's doing with that. And then it looks like the Abusement Park at Office Linebacker, Linebacker four. at four. So... So the top four, I can tell you this: I have not used a waiver wire pickup at all. You don't need season. to. You and Vacas, I mean, you've got bench support already. 
You don't need to. Yeah, every every time after the podcast, I look at it and I kind of listen and look up to see if I need to snatch anybody up. And every time I've thought about using my waiver, I don't do it. And then the next morning, I look at the thing and the guy's still sitting there and I pick him up. So yeah. I'm looking for that guy where, let's say, a star running back goes out. And just like you said before, if a star running back goes out, everybody should get a shot at that guy. And I'm ready to pounce on that. So that's kind of why I'm sticking with that. I haven't had to use him yet. But an interesting fact, too, is in the NFL, let's say you have you were the, the worst team in the league last year. You get number one waiver. Yep. You don't lose that the entire season. Oh, that's interesting. You don't you don't rotate. So so if you wear the pajamas this year, if if it was NFL, you wear the pajamas this year, you get first waiver out of everybody every single time. If you win the championship, now that's interesting. You get tenth waiver every single time. That brings the bottom up and keeps the top a little harder to do that. But like I said, Vakas and myself, we I don't think we've used it because. I don't think he's used it. I know I haven't yeah. used it all year. So just, I don't know if that's even a possibility because I know we asked the commissioner to do a lot and there's only so much he really can do because I'm, I'm the commissioner of another league and it's not really much you can do, but I know it's a lot more work than it, uh, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, if, if there's not a setting for it, I wouldn't mess with it. Yeah, it's but if there's like a do. setting, waiver wire rules follow NFL, always this order, that's something to consider. But I would definitely not get rid of waivers and make everybody just a free agent. Yeah. That that can't happen. So, just learn the rules, Stephen. Come on, quit being such a pansy about it. Come on, and then another, nobody's trying to cheat you. Another cool thing I uh, I heard this week. So there's a guy I listened to on a uh, <clears throat> another podcast. <clears throat> what? Different podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. I so this guy's really really good. He's I mean I don't really know much about him, but he says he's really good, and I I kind of believe him the way he talks. But so he's got a league this that he's name? in. Commissioner, <laughs> is his name his office Cody? linebacker? Yeah. No, so he's in a bunch of leagues, and I mean these guys are in like thirty leagues, forty leagues, who knows how much? But he's in a league of all these other guys that do podcasts for um for a living, basically. And so he says every week, and when he, I'm not sure if it's the whole season, but in the playoffs, every week he drops his entire team, and he picks up all waiver wires or free agents. And he he's winning his league right now by doing that such a thing. So that's I think, crazy. I think we touched on it too, is when Da did a spreadsheet one time talking about how all these people he just is that in depth with it because he's making a yeah. living out of doing it. Yeah, that he's winning his league by doing that every single time, and that's a lot of homework to do. And I don't think anybody mm-hmm. of us have that much time, but it's just crazy that that much that much talent out there is out there, and that many points are sitting on the bench where you can actually be first place. Right, play and, matchups at every position. Yeah. That's amazing. You should try that. Yeah, you should. Please, that would be fantastic. In Good fact, idea. You should Bishop should go. Week. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I, I think we did we reviewed that earlier in the year where DA provided breakdowns and he said, look, for the first couple weeks, you could have picked up winning teams off the waiver wire two times over. You, to, you could have picked up two full teams on the waiver wire that scored over right, right. points. I remember that. Yeah, Streaming so, an entire team. There's no way I would take those guys over a season over the points and what I had. It's just not in me to do that. I know I drafted these guys for what they're going to do over the length of a season. Yeah, it's, That's hard to... It's also well, way less work to, not have <laughs> yeah. to pick up new people every week. That's like the ultimate confidence in your fantasy football skills. To drop your lineup every week and pick up a new one and then try to win a championship. Now, one thing I would say is that if your guy that you traded for, who you're counting on, who you spent all these picks on, gives you a donut like three weeks in a row, you should probably stop starting him, Waiver Wire Warrior. Yeah. Probably look a different direction. <laughs> I I saw an article today that was kind of like, David Johnson, what's the deal? Or what what's his value? I didn't even click on it because I didn't even want to know. And I feel so bad. Think about it. He traded for David Johnson, and then the next week he started to tank, or David Johnson went in the tank and didn't perform. That's terrible luck. Oh, I'd be so mad. And hey, you know what? If I gotta, <coughs> I gotta give Waiver Wire Warrior some props because he has more patience than me. Because I would have cut that guy a long time ago. I would have too. It's it's interesting to see how much. I think Da mentioned at one time of how everybody thinks highly of their own players or sure. than other people. And it totally is true. Like you might have a, like I have a connection with David Johnson. I, I hope that guy does amazing. I love the Cardinals, but I, I would have cut him a long time. It's too. why I've always drafted Larry Fitzgerald too high for the last three years. And then this year I don't, and you got him and he's exploding. He's doing pretty good. Yeah. He's got a good quarterback. <laughs> finally. 
So one thing I wanted to bring up that I thought you said was interesting. Uh, I've to... got two points I want to make when you're done. No, go ahead. Go first. Uh, put that other screen back up. Sorry. Uh, uh, um, one, one of the things I want to say is Waiver Wire Warrior. Did you see his points against? Yeah, Waiver Wire Warrior currently Just has... getting slammed. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he's got... He could have Ezekiel Elliott instead of Duke Johnson. Uh, uh, he's 2,400 points against. That's like 300 more than anybody else. Yeah, so the funny thing about the points against for Waiver Wire Warrior is he has more points against, 2,460, excuse me. He has more points against than any person has actually scored for in the league. Right, right, right. The Tube Sox is our best uh, number one. He's got 2,452. Waiver Wire has had 2,460 scored against him. Yeah, so he... He's had more points scored against him than anyone else has scored in the league. That's just insane. He's basically played me every week. Then. He's basically and he's best. still two and nine. He's got the same record as me. I I mean, <laughs> yeah, he does kudos to you, Wave Wire man. Well, <laughs> he's probably beat me twice. Yeah, kudos to you for being two and nine. Yeah, hey, yeah. I I, yeah, I, I, I got to respect that man being two and nine with twenty four hundred points scored against you. Right now, the in, now it's funny how these points against and points for works because. Uh, the, right, right. Along those same lines, Vacas and bench warmers. You were talking about points scored and points against. That won't matter in the bid for the division championship. Bench warmers is five and one. Vacas is six and one. So if bench warmers loses in division, it's over. That, right. That works? Division no. comes before points for points against. Only when talking about division winner. Okay, so scenario here. Because this has crossed my mind. So unless they both finish with the same division record. Yeah. So so right now I'm six and one in the division. Cody, you're four and two. So you would have to I would have to lose both of mine and you would have to win both of yours for you to take over the number one spot in our division, right? Yeah, which is why I congratulated you earlier oh. on your on your AFC championship, uh, except line. if yeah. you lose two, he's got you on record and he wins two. Yeah, overall record is is the overall trophy, record so. is first. Okay. Yeah, so overall record is first. So if you tie an overall record, then points do matter, and then and I think it goes off points. I, I I'd I, have to go back and look. I think it goes division record, okay. and then everything else goes to points like third through or third through sixth, but one and two in the division. Those two guys are going to be the ones have the highest win-loss total. And if there's a tie, it goes to your division record. And then if there's still tie, it goes to your points scored. Right. So here, so here's an interesting thing. If it, I think it goes off points, but I'm not saying I'm right. I haven't looked at it or done the research in it for a while. But in this week, uh, this matchup in week 12, Vakas is playing an out of division in an out of division matchup. He's playing in, uh, it's someone from the AFC waiver wire warrior. So. And uh, so that means that he's only he only has one game left in conference, and that's against Benchwarmers, whereas Benchwarmers is playing I'm not finishing last and Vakas. So if he's going to overtake okay, him, okay. if he's going to overtake him in division record, he's got to do both. Benchwarmers has to do both. Yeah, you got to do both. So I stand in your way. Yeah, if it's really division record, you stand in his way. <laughs> so there is so you can play spoiler really. What a what a better. I can't think of a better way to like see these last couple of weeks unfold. Yeah, absolutely. Like last year, because I know they these guys won't admit it, but last year, just so anybody's listening to this right now, last year <laughs> they went through all the scenarios of who can make it, what they have to There's do. There's no way tube socks. No, could make they it. didn't no even mention <laughs> tube socks, and I was like, because I'm like, okay, they're well, gonna hey, they're gonna talk about they're gonna talk about you it. You didn't they, win. We were right not to mention you. No, but you went through every scenario, <laughs> and I text Cody, and I was like, hey. Did you forget about my scenario? And he laughed it off, and he's like, "That would never happen." And I was like, "Okay," and then it went happen. So I would love that was good. And that was good for fantasy second, football. Yeah, then you finished second place. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was crazy. Once that was the good. playoffs start, anything can happen. Yeah, that was good, and I think I think something like that might be shaping up right now. Yeah, that's what scares me about being in the bottom bracket. I never thought I'd be in the bottom bracket. Yeah, with a with the name like I'm not finishing last. You, <laughs> you're shooting for the stars right yeah, there. I know, man. I thought I could pull something off. I thought I could eventually put together off way no, something. I think, Cody, uh, you and I can probably both see the time where he kind of switched gears to being like, okay, I got to start start winning this year. Now I do. So, yeah, it kind of, kind of, it was kind of funny to watch you be like, oh, I got to actually start doing something right here. It was just kind of, <laughs> I mean, but you did, 
you did get some good keepers, and uh, I feel like I feel like you're set up well for next year. No, but honestly, this is when fantasy football becomes fun. Like the first couple podcasts we do at the beginning of the year are fun because it's exciting to play. It's exciting to get finally get into games and talk about how your teams are performing. But there's so much conjecture and guessing and projections. And I think this, I think these people are going to be, and I think these people are going to be out, you know, that now that we get into it and we are, we're at the last couple of weeks and we still don't even have the last two playoff spots filled. It makes it so exciting. And then my favorite time of the year, it's like, it's around Christmas and it's just like Christmas to me is the pajama bowl. Oh, seeing who gets to play for that. And the watching, dude was in here singing Christmas carols before we were setting up. And watching that unfold, I can't wait. It's it's oh. one of the best gifts and the best times of the season. Is it, is really it the is most wonderful, wonderful time of the year? Of the oh, year. You man. knew where I was going with that. I don't think the mistletoe jammies were, are going to fit our uh, no, no, no. our person this I've year. Been, I've been doing a little bit of research <laughs> into double XL pajamas. and so I'm not I, losing it. I'm I, not wearing it. Uh, sure. Yeah, sure. Famous you know, if we just get that, you know those green suits that like are just skin skin tight yeah yeah that would fit anybody <laughs> yeah yeah we'll see now we could they press a name fit. on there we could say i lost fantasy football look dude they may fit anybody but that doesn't mean i <laughs> want to see everyone in them okay like i don't need to see all the nooks and crannies you're, you're punishing okay. everyone else <laughs> yeah you're punishing yeah please else. no i don't need to see that let me t- let me touch on this that oh, what i want to talk about earlier you said something interesting when you were talking to trevor in that you said you haven't seen a league where there's a lot of you know the haves and the have-nots and when I'm looking at this, when you just glance at it, you think it's like that, but the league really isn't a have or have not league. I mean, we're in week we're in week 12 now. Two playoff spots are still open. You have the top four positions, one through four, separated by one game. You have the next three positions, five, six, and seven, separated by one to two games. And then the last the the last three people all have the same record. So can you show the standings? Yeah, so when so when you look at the standing, sure you have you have a nine and two, and then you have twos and nines. But the top four positions in the league, almost half the league, is only separated by one game, and then the next. Yeah, those are the haves. Well, they, no, okay. okay. I didn't say it was six and six have and have not. But keep in mind, if you go in the time machine here and go back and listen to these podcasts, which I don't know any of us would actually do, but I'm pretty sure that you even called it where the the first week or second week you guys pretty much said who was going to be in the top four, and then you said it was going to be a fight for the last two spots. Yes. And that's, that's exactly what's happened. I didn't think right. office linebacker was going to be this good. I thought Eckler was going to drop off when Melvin Gordon came back. I thought I that was too. going to happen sooner than later. Melvin Gordon really held out for a long time. And oh. I know your, your running backs were better. They caught me by surprise, office linebacker. So, okay, let me rephrase that. Because maybe haves and have-nots is not the way that I was thinking about it, but maybe that's the way it actually is. But let me rephrase it and see if you agree with this. There are three types of teams in this league. There are the bad teams, okay? There are the teams that are matchup proof And then there are teams that are matchup based Matchup proof I like that. So, Tube Sox... That's going to be my team name next year. <laughs> Tube's, Tube Sox team is matchup proof if yeah. you are sitting with the number one waiver and you haven't used it for as if, as far as I can remember, yep, you know that your team is matchup proof. Okay, if you look at if you look at a week like we just had, and you see that uh, my team, who is sitting in fourth place and eight and three overall, but played Tube Socks, who had a down week and a down week for Tube Socks was scoring 194 points, yet I only scored 164 because my matchups were bad. My team is a matchup-based team. When I have good matchups for my players, I have great games. <coughs> when I have bad matchups, I have bad games. Mine is a matchup-based team. <clears throat> and then you have teams like, I'm not finishing last. And those are bad teams. <laughs> so I think instead of maybe the has or have-nots, you have three different uh, categorizations of teams where you have the bad teams, the matchup-based teams, and the matchup-proof teams. I, I still say I don't have a bad team. I, I managed them. <laughs> I managed them poorly. I managed them poorly. I had horrible guys lined up at the wrong places. Cooper Cup's a top wide receiver. Hopkins a top wide receiver. Ridley has has been better for my third wide receiver. He's been better. My quarterbacks are terrible. I offered him to Sean Watson Barkley's for Cooper Cup, awesome and he told me no. And Cooper Cup scored back. zero points the next day. Yeah, okay. yeah. Cooper Cup <laughs> fell off a cliff the last two weeks. Hey, Cody, I will. I will agree with you. And I like Williams. I will agree with what you said. Yeah. 
And if Fine. anybody did watch The Mandalorian, you should have said, I have spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> That's right. I have spoken. Okay. The ultimate litmus test. Nick Foles was my quarterback at the beginning of the year as well, and he, he got hurt. Okay. So, I mean, just. Without looking at the board, without looking at it, don't look at the, don't look at the numbers. How many points for, meaning the points that you scored this year, what is the difference between your numbers and Tubstock's numbers? How many point difference is there? Can I guess too? You can guess. 600. Well, I'm staring at it, so it's not fair. <laughs> okay, but, I'll st- I'll- but my point is, I have left a lot of points on the bench. Yeah, you have. But I'm not even trying to compete. But I wasn't trying to compete with tube socks this year. No, but even I was saying, look, all I'm trying to be is six and five, five and six. And the difference there is 300 points when I've left 300 points on my bench for sure. That's fair. No, that's fair. So there's another little nugget right here. They do have leagues called dynasty leagues (laughs) where you draft your entire team. You don't swap, swap them out. Everyone starts. You don't make waiver wires you don't pick up you don't drop you don't do anything those are your players the entire season you get like 12 spots you draft them you let them ride the entire season to me the most frustrating thing is when you bench lamar jackson for deshaun watson and then lamar jackson blows up yeah and has those because you're like i had the guy i could have done it but i didn't do it so just something i don't think we should ever switch this to a dynasty league but just if you're ever looking to play one of those i think that's kind of a cool idea because if he gets hurt, he gets hurt, and you don't you don't replace him with anybody. Yeah, you get him. So you have to look look for guys that have attrition, look for guys that are going to play every single game, look for guys that are are just going to produce nonstop. So you might you don't have to do anything. I think it's kind of a, a cool way to to kind of see who where you are and how well you're actually looking and evaluating these players. You would draft the team looking at who they play in weeks 14, 15, 16. <laughs> yeah. Now see. I that's why I am so confident in my team in the playoffs because the most projected points I have basically all season is for the roster that I've constructed in weeks 14, 15, and 16. Absolutely. I, I absolutely go with that strategy. So my guys have, like I said, my team is a matchup-based team, and my team <clears throat> has the best matchups in those weeks, at least according to these Yahoo projections. That's why he's wearing the ring, folks. That's why I'm wearing the ring. Well, I'm not actually literally uh, wearing the ring today. To see the but ring. yes, that's why I I currently wear the ring. And I'm hoping that I can continue to wear the ring because I'm confident about the matchups. Now, my team is not a matchup-proof team. So there's always a chance that guys are going to flop and, and I'm going to totally you know nosedive. But, and that's why guys like Bacchus and Tube Socks are favored. Because guys like Christian McCaffrey, that that's called that's being matchup proof, right? You have those top tier elite guys on your roster. You're going to you're going to uh, you're going to have a better shot than anybody else. So uh, absolutely, yeah. uh, I I wish I had more matchup proof guys. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? Hey, so uh, while we're wrapping up here, I got a question for you guys. Do you actually listen to the podcast like in the morning, or are you just got called a day? I listen to it on my drive to work because usually, even though I was just talking to Cody, sometimes he says stuff and I have to listen to it again. <laughs> so, you kind of you kind of always knew that around. I Cody. nod my head and say yeah, and then I just like hope hope he doesn't know that I have no idea what he's talking. Hey, about. This, wait, hold on. This <laughs> hold on, Hans. You stop that music. Oh, okay. You okay. stop that music. You give me some NFL music. We're going to run down the Week 12 matchups. Oh, we didn't even do that. We didn't even dude, do that. Dude, I dropped the ball. It's you an did. hour into this thing. I know. Sorry. Two socks. Coming up. I want you to take a look at our Week 12 matchups. Since you're sitting in the commission chair, you got to give us the rundown, and you give us your predictions for this week and bounce it off the producer. Let's see. Let's hit it. All right. Here we go. Here we go. We have – I'll start from the bottom, work my way up here. We have I'm not finishing last, going against the bench warmers. Bench warmers has a lot on his mind this week, I think – I'm going to go with the upset. I'm not finishing last. He's going to take this over the bench. Going down. Going down. Another thing to say, I'm not finishing last has Tom Brady on his bench this week. That could could, uh, make him or or break him in his back. That means I started the wrong guy. Right. There you go. All right. We have Vakas. I'm not going to think of that second word. Against the Waiver Wire Warriors. We have Vakas sitting there at 192 and Waiver Wire 155. I'm going to stick with Vakas on this one. How about you guys? Vakas. Vakas. It's just waiver wires. Just, I'm he's, sorry. He's having a bad year. He's having a rough go of it. All right. We got Office Linebacker against the Abusement Park. The Abusement Park is looking at 156. Office Linebacker says he is not, what do you call that? Matchup proof? 
Yeah, I'm matchup. Ma ma matchup based. Yes. Matchup based. I think, and I think the Abusement Park also would agree that this is going to be the office linebacker because I don't think Abusement Park cares if he wins this one. <laughs> I don't think he does <laughs> either. But you know what? He's obviously he's awfully close to missing those playoffs, so he may want to try to pull this one out. That is for sure because I kind of want Abusement Park to win, so he has worse draft picks. Yeah. That's right. True. Yeah. So. His little stunt will not pay off as much. So one of his picks in round four is going to be. <laughs> well, the rest of them. The rest, the rest of, them. of them. Everybody has a copy of that. So, yeah. All right. Next up, we have Breezen into the playoffs against Street Sweeper. I'm going to go ahead and say Breezen is going to get this win here and try to better himself into actually Breezen into the playoffs. No way, David. David, this is your call. This is your chance. This is you could pull him back down here in the muck with us. Don't let him have any hope. Of getting back into that top, top six. David, don't let your brother beat you. Absolutely. Don't you let your brother beat Dude, you now. He's easy to beat. He's easy to beat that guy. I've done it twice. <clears throat> All right. Well. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Okay. We have the last one here. We have Tube Socks against a New Hope. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say a New Hope's gonna win this one. Wow. Okay. Now, hang on a sec. This, I know you're just saying. I that. agree. Okay, but hold on. Right now, current Yahoo projections, A New Hope is only projected to lose by six points. Now, you do have Lamar Jackson playing against the Rams. I think that's going to be yeah. a big game. on Monday night. On Monday night, exactly. But then some of your wide receivers, I think, have tougher matchups, like Julian Edelman versus Dallas. I think that's a, I think that's a tough matchup for him. I also think Amari Cooper playing at New England is going to be tough. And so you have a lot of your guys, a couple of your main scores, your main guys that are playing in one game. So if that's kind of a slugfest, it's going to be a little harder to score points, in my opinion. And Matt Ryan for A New Hope is playing at Tampa Bay. So, you know, that's going to be a that's high-scoring game. That's going to be a game. shootout, yeah. He's got Moore, the receiver for Carolina. They're playing in New Orleans. so you That's know, going to be a shootout. Right. So there's guys that he has that have the ability to put up points. He just picked up Hunter Renfro from Oakland, and they're playing against the Jets. Jones might not go off against San Francisco. Yeah, and as in Ezekiel Elliott, uh, New England has been kind of a porous run defense as of late. Yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. Zeke, he's got Zeke going against New England. Now, I'm going to pick Tube Socks to win this game because, like I said, I think Tube Socks team, I can nitpick at his matchups, but I think his lineup is matchup proof. But I there it would not surprise me if a new hope pulls this off. No, he's held on to the sixth spot all season. It It's his, and he will not let go of it. If now I'm rooting for a new hope, let's not get crazy here, okay? But but I think Tube Socks is going to pull sure. this one out. Yeah, that, we'll see. We'll see. That concludes our week 12 matchups. Thanks for stopping the music for us there. Yeah, my bad. It's all right. Yeah, so uh, thanks for letting me uh, come in and join this time with you guys. It actually was a lot quicker when you're doing it. Um, and I want to say this is probably the first week that Cody did not use the word juxtaposition. Did I, did I use? Have I been using the word juxtaposition? Just a couple times for a podcast. Trevor, Trevor got after me once because I guess in one day I used the word propensity a lot, and so he had to remind me of that. I was like, dude, I don't even know I was using the word propensity. You do have a propensity for yeah. saying your juxtaposition. Yeah, uh, Bacchus likes to remind me when I say hyperbole or hyperbolic a lot. Hyper oh, yeah. That's I guess a good everybody one. has their own shtick. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Great interviews. Tube Socks, thanks for crashing the podcast. This was a lot of fun, man. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, guys. Good luck this week. We're out.
guys still sticking around? All right. Well, you're welcome to stay. There's not really any more surprises, but, you know, good luck getting that song out of your head. It's a real earwig. <laughs> anyway, what else? Uh...